Hey, Geeks, it's Patrick with Geekspeak TV. I have Sam Whitwear on the line, actor, voice of Starkiller, Once Upon a Time, Being Human, Star Wars Rebels, the voice of Darth Maul since 2008. How are you doing today? Good, man, good. First off, big fan of your Star Wars work going way back. Oh, thank you, sir. Because you do go so far back in the Star Wars universe. What's your favorite Star Wars character to do that you've done so far? Oh, wow. That's, um, that's tough. It's definitely been generous in terms of giving me interesting things to play. Um, Starkiller was fun, if not for the fact that we were creating a character that didn't exist. So creating that completely out of whole cloth and having him look like me was definitely, I, yeah, that was, that was a hell of a lot of fun. But I will tell you that the mall thing has been special in that, I mean, look, actors have whatever opportunities they're lucky enough to have, right? Um, mm -hmm. And lucky actors get a chance to uh, play a character and develop that character over years. But the mall thing has been even even stranger and more rare than that because not only have I been playing him for, I believe, something like eight years, just like that, mm -hmm. nine years, eight or nine years, um, but we keep jumping around to different chapters in this man's life. Right. So if you take it all the way from Phantom Menace, we we're telling a pretty complete story with a very interesting arc and we've told it over the course so far of four different projects you go from phantom menace to clone wars to solo to rebels and uh and it's possible that we could revisit other chapters of this man's life and we've played him anywhere you know i mean what in phantom menace the guy's probably in his early 20s uh, rebels man the guy is what he's pushing 60 to be able to play that many different versions of the character and to continually challenge ourselves with new aspects of this character, new dimensions of the character, um, I, I can't think of a more um, generous gift that life could hand me and then make it, you know, make it Star Wars and suddenly I'm just kind of way too lucky, way too lucky. And you played him in Lego as well. I did in The, uh, the Empire Strikes Out, I believe it was. <laughs> So you've been able to play on all sides, including humor. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. I, I also played him in, a, in a, I believe, a, uh, what is it? Uh, an iced tea commercial. So, yeah, <laughs> we've been all over the place with that guy. So, I mean, I'm a personally huge fan of Maul since The Phantom Menace myself, and I bought the, uh, the graphic novel showing how amazing of a terrible character he was. Do you have a favorite Star Wars character besides Maul, or is Maul your favorite? You're a, good, you're a good guy. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like when you talk about, you know, perfect arc, mm -hmm. um, Mark Hamill and George Lucas just absolutely nailed that. Well, I mean, that's what Star Wars is all about, is that arc. You know, I couldn't agree more with you. I preach that all the time to my friend. It's, this, it's the hero's arc, and it's so perfect. Well, if you watch Mark Hamill, I mean, it's interesting. He's the point-of-view character, and there's never a moment where he is less than clear about what's going on with that character. And that is what's so perfect about his performance. I mean, he is just, he just describes that arc uh, perfectly um, from beginning to end. It's just wonderful. So you always have a love of Star Wars. Do you have a favorite movie? Oh, boy, you know. Or series. It's very hard for me to pick favorites. Mm -hmm. um, very, very hard for me to pick favorites. I mean, I, I think different ones are favorites for different reasons. Let's, let's, for example, if we were to just limit it, since we're talking about Mark Hamill, 
if we were to limit it to the original trilogy, um, which, by the way, I'm, I'm also a fan of the prequels and um, and have my uh, you know the the recent films that I that I like. Um, but if we're going to limit it to the original trilogy, I would say that you know Empire is my favorite as being the flawless execution, right? Like they just don't make a damn mistake in that movie. It's it's perfect. It's it's amazing. Right. Uh, it's deep and it's interesting and, and really deep into mythology. Totally agree. Um, the the original Star Wars is is a favorite in that it gets you from zero to sixty miles per hour um, and makes it feel effortless. And you just go, how do you take twenty five bucks and nothing and some pieces of cardboard and make Star Wars? So that movie is a marvel in that it's you have nothing without that film, and that film gets you. Uh, it's, it's it's extraordinary. So so in that way, that film is so much greater than the Empire Strikes Back. Right? Empire Strikes Back is greater because hey, it gets deeper and. It's uh, flawlessly executed. Right. Uh, Star Wars is greater because, my God, Star Wars. It's <laughs> zero to 60, nothing to something incredible. Return of the Jedi, though, mm-hmm. is also greater than those two because, in a weird way, it takes risks that should have been suicidal risks. Suicidal risks. Right. Oh, we're going to take Darth Vader and we're going to make him into this sympathetic character. Oh, we're going to replace Darth Vader as the villain. We're going to get this old dude and he's going to be even better than Darth Vader. But moreover, um, thematically, we're going to tell a story about, uh, you know, you know, where the first two Star Wars are all about this, this theme of, you know, respecting your elders and being a, a good student and, and having respect for things other than yourself and and uh, small and significant things that, that actually have great significance and, and really, again, respecting the knowledge of one's elders and then the final movie being all about reject your elders. <laughs> nope, you got to make your own decisions. And your elders are actually giving you bad advice now. They're saying, go take this guy out and you won't do it. Right. And they're saying, be detached and don't, you know, like the, the prequel of, you know, don't, you know, be, be, uh, don't allow for, uh, you know, your personal co- connections and your, uh, you know. And your absolutes. Don't, don't do any of that, you know, you, and, and yet a personal connection is what saves the galaxy. I mean, it's like, it's the, uh, the uh, Return of the Jedi does not get the credit. And for example, the Darth Vader character, the Empire Strikes Back, gets all the credit for the death of Darth Vader. But no, that work was actually done in Return of the Jedi. And yeah. you project back into the Empire Strikes Back because he's so... Mm-hmm. Uh, mysterious, but the actual scenes that established who that character was happened in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that movie is far greater than people give it credit for. And as you mentioned, you have Darth Vader's redemption and his changing of what he thought was an unchangeable thing of not coming back from the dark side, yeah. and then he comes back from the dark side. Yeah. And so, so like the greatest villain of movie history, and they end up redeeming him. It's, it's extraordinary what yeah. they're able to pull off. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, with the future, do you see anything happening with Darth Maul either in, in its own spin-off show, movie, animation, live action? Uh, I'm always in motion is the future, my friend. And <laughs> were I to have a crystal ball, that crystal ball would have a big NDA posted to it. And I could say, Damn, <laughs> so would you be open to playing a live action version of Maul in, let's say, like a Netflix series or something? Well, look, if it was any type of live-action mall, it's got to be me and Ray. Uh, without Ray, you do not have the physical um, uh, presence or that level of charisma that he brings to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would, it's, it's really, you know, these Star Wars characters are, are comp- 
lot of characters. Darth Vader is bigger than any one actor that contributed. I mean, you got Sebastian Shaw yeah. as the unmasked Vader. You got James Earl Jones as the voice. You got David Cross as the uh, costumed version. You got you know. Then you have Hayden Christensen, Jake Lloyd. You have mm-hmm. the, the guy who was the sword master who was in there. He did all the sword play. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of actors for one character. But it's the same thing with Darth Maul. Um, mm-hmm. You know, without Ray Park, you don't have the character. You just don't. Whenever we did Clone Wars, my God, we were trying to animate Ray. Mm-hmm. Always, always. So, if there were a live action thing, you better believe Ray would have to have to be involved. Thank you so much for you know chatting Star Wars with us. Really do appreciate it. And uh, again, we no love problem. we love your work in Solo and con- all of your work in the Star Wars universe and continued uh, continued prosperity. Oh, thank, you. thank you very much. Make sure to check out Solo, a Star Wars story, directed by Ron Howard, on digital, available September 14th, and on Blu-ray September 25th. And make sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Geekspeak TV, and our YouTube channel, Geekspeak TV One. And check out our website, geekspeak.tv, for our social media links and geek articles. Thanks for listening. Geek on.